Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Vistira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. Last week on The Last Refuge, the party finally reached the Shimmerscale Tunnels. While they waited for Aryx to gain permission for them to enter, they met the Kobold Dranks, Aryx's main rival in the upcoming Trials. What will our adventures encounter now that they're finally among the Kobold tribe? What does Kashak, the Kobold leader, want to talk to them about? Well, let's find out. Hey, y'all. Hey. Howdy there. Hello. How we doing? Good. Good. So good. Oh my god, so good. I'm so glad. Are we ready for adventure? I think we are. And kobolds. All right. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you will remember last week, uh, we ended as you all were uh, descending the ladder down into the shimmer scale tunnels. So you all continue down that ladder and it takes a little while. It's like I said, it was at least uh, at least 60 plus feet down because your dark vision couldn't see the end of the ladder. So you climb and climb and eventually you make it down to the bottom and there's a little sort of open area sort of at the bottom where you all can gather and Oryx says uh, now now be sure and uh, follow me uh, precisely uh, and don't get lost he says you don't have to follow in my exact footsteps but um, we are uh, we are a cautious tribe and uh, we wouldn't want you getting caught up in in any of Varn's traps or or the other kobolds traps so follow me closely uh, and don't get lost and he turns around and sets off he takes about three steps and then sort of gasps and turns around and goes, Oh, I'm so sorry. It's dark. Can you all see? I don't know how humans work with the dark. <laughs> We're uh, taken yeah. care of. We're good. Yeah. He says more and more impressive all the time. Okay, off we go. And he uh, turns around and uh, continues down. And it is, it's a good thing that he is with you. Uh, there are twists and turns and switchbacks and all kinds of, of strange turns. Um, and you occasionally, a lot of it is just through sort of worked tunnels and you all are, are alone. But at times you pass through various sized chambers um, from, you know, 10 feet across to large open area, underground caverns. And you do see other kobolds. Uh, and for the most part, they are all hard at work. And unless you pass particularly close to them, sort of don't don't even really notice you all going through. But the few that do notice you turn and are all very surprised. The fact that, that Aryx, that one of their own is with you, keeps them from panicking too much. But several definitely notice your passage and, and you can hear whispers uh, begin to sort of follow your all's passage through these through the warren of tunnels that is the home to the shimmer scale tribe so you all yeah sure have kobolds always been like the biggest scaredy cats of ever like (laughs) um in so in sort of the the monster manual and like forgotten realms lore of kobolds they are um yes it's it's not so much that they're scaredy cats they're just like they're smart enough to know that like they're not very strong Mm -hmm. they're quite small um, they some of them have like uh, delusions of grandeur because they of their like draconic ancestry and um, their their god in the Forgotten Realms is a is a dragon and mm-hmm. um, but for the most part like they're they're sneaky and stealthy and 
sort of run from a fight unless they know they can win because they're aware of like what they are and okay. what their capabilities are. Great. And they're kind of cute too, so. Aww, <laughs> little kobolds. They're babies. <laughs> they're not that small. Um, <laughs> so you all carry on through the tunnels and eventually you arrive at the only sort of set of doors that you all have seen so far anywhere in the Warren. Um, For the most part, like even you even pass through an area that sort of like looked vaguely maybe residential, but for the most part, like the dwellings were like open cave faces, like opening into the rock walls or things like that. Um, But you finally arrive at this set of double doors, this pretty large set of double doors. And they're, they're pretty crudely worked. Like it's not, awesome craftsmanship um but time was definitely spent on it and in the doors bisected perfectly in between the two doors is a uh is a symbol and i need you all to make intelligence checks for me please just straight intelligence no proficiency or anything uh flick 18 bizdira 15 bria 17 and uh kit 19. Okay, so all of you see this door and the carving on the door and just sort of stare dumbfounded for a moment. The symbol on the door is identical to one of the indentations in the non-door wall of that building that you arrived at. It's the sort of uh, concave-sided square, the four-sided, like, four-sided star, four-pointed star. It's bigger, so it's not, you know, the, the ones that you had, you could sort of stick your hand in, and it was just a little bit bigger than that. This one's quite large, takes up most of the door, but it's definitely the same, the same symbol. I would like to ask Arix, like, what, what is that symbol? What does it mean? He says, um, oh, that is the symbol of the shimmer scale. Aha. Uh-huh. He says, um, we, uh, uh, I'm sure Kashak will answer any questions you have. And, and of course, I would be happy to, to answer questions and tell you more of our history later. But we, we mustn't keep Kashak waiting. Great. Um, so Arix moves forward and sort of bangs on the door. And it's not, <laughs> you're sort of like, they're, they're. For kobolds, like, they're quite grand doors. They're clearly not, like, awesome stonemasons. But, like, they put some effort into this. So they're, like, they're big, grand doors. And you sort of just really want it to be, like, this resonant, booming sound. But, like, it's stone. So Kashak goes... Uh, sorry, Arix goes up to it. And it's just sort of, like, this dull, like, thud. Sort of. <laughs> it's, like, not... It's not very grand. Uh, they're trying. They're, they're trying. trying. They are. They need some, um, some nice knockers. Yeah, when we're when we're in... <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, there's our explicit tag for the week. Uh, <laughs> knockers are not explicit. They're uh. knockers. They're they're there to knock with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you bet they are. Oh, all right. It's not my fault if y'all have dirty minds. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, because you are pure as the driven snow. Yes, I am. You're welcome. <laughs> So, uh, thud, anticlimactic knocking, and then sort of nothing happens for a moment. Uh, but eventually the door, one of the doors swings inward ever so slightly, and, uh, a kobold sort of pokes his head out, and, uh, Arix whispers something to him, and the other kobold nods, and pulls the door open a little more, and Arix sort of gestures for you all to, uh, to go in. Flick will enter that room, 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you guys head in, and inside is um, a reasonably well-appointed chamber. It's not It's not sort of cavernous. It's not that big, like the doors might have suggested, but it's definitely clearly a place of, of importance. Um, there are uh, like reed, woven reed rugs on the ground. Um, there are, uh, some, some crude, well, not crude is, is too harsh a word, but like some primitives, not any better. Some, some basic sort of, uh, murals, small murals on some of the walls, just depicting, uh, different sort of kobolds engaged in various activities from like digging out the tunnels, um, setting traps in them, you know, doing research, Uh, things like that. And at the far end of the chamber is uh, a very small little raised platform that seems to be made of wood. And on top of the platform is a, um, well, you could call it a throne, I suppose. Uh, Although it's a pretty, only, only because of its sort of raised position, it's a pretty simple wooden chair carved into the back, the the backboard right above uh, where uh, the creature in its head is is again the shimmer scale symbol, the uh, the four pointed star, and in it sits a kobold. And you don't know, you guys don't know a ton about kobolds. You've you've interacted with really just Arix and Dranks and his uh, his three compatriots. Um, so, and they all sort of <laughs> not not to be racist, but they all sort of looked kind of the same. It was, you know, it's sort of hard to tell them apart, especially if they're not talking. It's hard to, like, gender them accurately just at a glance. And it's hard to tell their age. This kobold, though, is old. And there is How no... old is he? <laughs> don't. Don't encourage him. <laughs> <laughs> There's just no, like, there is no doubt that he is old. His um, His scales are... Uh, bleached to a really light red, you know, co- the rest of them had pretty, pretty vibrant, like russet scales. Um, but his scales are, are white with just the faintest tinge of pink left in them. And his, uh, his skin is even more, his hide is even more sort of leathery and taut than a normal kobold's, which, you know, has sort of lizardy leathery skin so so it's really saying something and his eyes are sort of he doesn't it doesn't look like he's blind but like he's sort of has you know these milky roomy eyes a little bit um he's just it's just it's sort of jarring because every other kobold you've encountered so far has for the most part i mean they're slightly different heights and this and that but have looked pretty much the same but this guy is old but as you enter he uh sort of braces himself on the throne and levers himself up to standing and he it takes him a minute but he stands pretty pretty proudly uh and in a remarkably sort of strong voice for uh for his age he sort of looks at each of you in turn in silence and then he says in all of my years i thought nothing would surprise me again i was wrong you're welcome <laughs> Jesus. He uh, does he speak common? He says that in perfect unaccented common. Ah, uh, Darn it, bow. I was... Yeah. <laughs> You're trying to get more past like... my 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 sassiness. I was uh-huh. going to say something completely different. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> of course you were. Yeah. I'll yeah. just he's I, more like curtsy, really. Like... Bria <laughs> will Bria will follow. 
Great. Uh, he nods at each of the three of uh, the two of you. Uh, Bizdir and Kit, I, something tells Kit me. Kit does not bow, but she'll like incline her head. Okay. He'll yeah, take that. Bizdir yep. will do the same. Yeah, he'll totally take that. And he turns to uh, the kobold that let you all in and one other who sort of just seemed to be guards in the room. And uh, he nods at each of them and says, uh, thank you. Leave us. And uh, they nod and exit through the doors that you came in and they pull it shut behind them. And he, uh, Kashak sort of gestures uh, to another side of the room where there are, are several sort of uh, small, uh, probably smaller than is going to be immediately comfortable for you all, but workable chairs. Uh, and he says, uh, please make yourselves comfortable. And he heads over that way as well uh, and has a seat in one of those chairs. Just They're all sort of like circled up. It's just a little more informal than if you were on the throne. <laughs> okay, this chair will sit down. Okay. Flick will gladly Same. take a seat. Great. Yep. And it's, you know, there it's it's not quite as bad as, like, trying to sit in a kid's chair with, like, your knees up to your <laughs> face. But, like, they're a little small for you guys. And uh, Kashak says, well, I believe you know who I am. And I have heard a fair bit about each of you. Though, to be honest, I would like to hear it from your mouths as well. So, tell me... Flick, Bizdira, Briathos, Kit. What brings you to the last refuge? That is an excellent question. Bria, would you like to go ahead and take this one? (laughs) (laughs) Can I just... I did not sign out to be the diplomat in this campaign. (laughs) (laughs) Except what's your charisma? Because I think maybe you did. Uh, 14. Anybody beat that in charisma? Nope. Yes. Well, so you yes, you do. <laughs> you right. are way well, then more you ha- Then you have an yeah. Then you have an out, uh, Bria. Although for the oh. moment, Bizdira did ask you <laughs> because I know like Bizdira knows that Bria did not want her to be like you're welcome in the beginning. Oh. She knows that she's like oh, and plus you know she speaks the draconic with everyone else. So you know, go ahead, please. The draconic. <laughs> the draconic. Oh my god. You speak the draconic. Uh, uh, I will. I yeah. Well, go Flick ahead. And I can yeah, Flick will interrupt. Tag team. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. You're both so excited about it. I can't Shit. stand the excitement. He will. Um, he'll interrupt and say, "We're hoping you can tell us that." He sort of he chuckles to himself and he says, um, "I uh, I don't think you meant to, but perhaps you have in fact hit on the reality of the situation." He says, um, I think that there are things that you may not know about yourselves that I may have an idea of, but uh, I, perhaps we should start elsewhere. Tell me of how you met no. Arx. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Flick will say, you, you can keep going if you want. <laughs> He's like, in time, in time. Uh, but... I have granted you access in a place where no outsider has ever been granted access before. And I have my reasons, but I think it's important that I hear from your mouths uh, the stories that Arix has related to me. You've spent time with him. He is a kind and gentle and somewhat excitable soul. We like him. He's adorable. (laughs) Yeah. I would hear it from you as well. Tell me of... How you met Arix and the things you have seen since you joined with him. 
Well, um, we met Oryx when we were uh, tied up next to a river. <laughs> and uh, he says, and this is why I wanted the story from you. <laughs> <laughs> Seems our friend Oryx has left out some pertinent details. Just a uh, couple. <laughs> I we, actually... weren't in, we weren't in trouble or anything. No, but, no, no, no. Um, he no. sort of, he, he cracks a little lizard smile and he says, no, no, I imagine that tying yourselves up is a common pastime where you're from oh, for some people <laughs> sure yikes that just came out and i couldn't stop it okay <laughs> oh, thank you thank you thank you all right um i will actually just because of this symbol mm-hmm. um i'll say like i mean does anyone have an issue with me being honest i feel no, like go ahead. Has, yeah no. um so i'll say like we woke up in front of a building and I'll kind of describe the building to him that has a mm-hmm. symbol on it. Um, and then had these people coming towards us, creatures coming towards us. And um, one of us started to fight with them. <laughs> one of us did not fight at all. <laughs> well, maybe he was friends with them. So I'm going to keep with my starfish things. <laughs> I have um, a feeling that kobolds and ogres, not the, not the best of <laughs> friends. Just a, just a wild they, guess. Weren't they orcs? I think or, so. Yes. Orcs. They were for orcs. sure not ogres. You would have you would have died a lot faster. Ogres. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's been a while, all right? Uh huh. It's been a couple episodes. Um, but yeah. And I then mean, I'll tell them that they knocked us out and took our stuff and tied us up, and then and that's Arx when Oryx found us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says, um, "Well, I I don't I don't recognize." the building that you described, although, to be honest, it has been a very long time since I've spent much time at all outside of the tunnels, and when I have, I I don't venture far anymore. He says, um, but you said that the shimmer scale was inscribed upon the building. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. He says, he just looks thoughtful and says, curious. And these creatures that attacked you, they were orcs and... Like snake things, snake people. He sort of nods knowingly and says, uh, "We, my my people, have avoided the Yuan Ti for for some time now, uh, rather successfully. It seems that uh, you managed to come upon them in your first moments here with us. Uh, I congratulate you for. <laughs> I congratulate you for getting away in one piece. It is curious that these orcs and Yuan Ti did not slay you." That is not what I have come to expect of their of their kind. Nevertheless, I am glad that they did not. And I am glad that you have been so candid with me in terms of the beginning of your story. He says it, uh, it certainly makes me more confident that I have made the correct choice in granting you passage into the tunnels. Why don't I have some food and drink brought to us and you all can tell me the tales of your adventures since Oryx, uh, well, he would never say the word, but I will, rescued you all from your uh, unfortunate situation. (laughs) To be fair, Uh, I shimmied myself out. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, The would like to mention the other symbols that we found on the building. Well, they were all the same. They were all the same? Yeah, the three the the three symbols on on the three sides were all the same. Well, the, wasn't okay. there the one with the five circles? Yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 the one on the door. Yes, of yeah. course. Uh, he also does. He doesn't recognize that symbol at all. 
Okay. Oh, okay. Um, and Kit seems to have a vague recollection that the Yuwanti uh, had s- one of the symbols on their clothing as well. It was the the five circled symbol oh, okay. uh, that okay. was on their clothing, and he doesn't he doesn't recognize that. All one. right. Yeah. Um, so he levers himself up from his chair and walks over to the door uh, and sort of knocks on it, and it's opened, and that same kobold pokes his head in, and Kashak speaks to him for a moment. Uh, and food and drink get brought to you all. So, and, uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I just kind of realized something. I think the real answer is what we should have done is spoke parcel tongue to the door, and it would have opened. <laughs> <laughs> J.K. Rowling's going to sue us now. Thanks for that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So food and drink are brought to you. And uh, considering how candid you were about your origins in this world, I assume you won't sort of hold much back from the telling of the adventures since you guys met Oryx. No, right. we trust so, him. So you mm-hmm. spend a good time, and he sort of you tell him the story, and he asks you about certain details here and there, just to get a clear picture of of what exactly happened and how you all helped Rx and all that. Um, and uh, so your story eventually comes to a close. You get to the part where you made it to uh, to the entrance, and and Kasha uh, and Rx went to him to to gain entrance. Do you tell him about meeting Dranks and crew? I think we should. Yeah, might yeah. as well. Since especially since we mentioned his name. <laughs> Yeah, okay. that's true. Um, uh, so at that point, Kashak sort of says, uh, it seems that you all wasted no time in meeting the uh, the kobolds to watch among the tribe. So you all sort of, you finish up your, your telling, and he says, um, well, I'm I'm certain of it now. You all are meant to be here, and I was meant to grant you passage. He says, um, Oryx made mention to me of a much larger request and a much larger decision than simply uh, gaining you admittance to our tunnels. And this is a question which I have not yet made up my mind about, but I would hear your thoughts on it. Oryx seems to think that it would do well for the tribe to have you all participate in the upcoming trials of leadership. What say you? How do you feel about participating and possibly should you prevail in the trials, becoming the de facto leaders of a tribe of kobolds? Uh, Flick will ask, or he'll say, this might seem like a silly question, but how long do we have until the trials? You have 20 days until the start of the trial, and you will, of course, be welcome uh, as thanks for helping one of our our own. You, of course, are welcome to stay and remain here in the tunnels for that duration, regardless of whether or not you decide that you would like to participate, and regardless of whether or not I decide that I shall permit you to participate in the trials. But for the next 20 days, you are our guests. Uh, Flick will say, I think we completely respect that it is 100% your decision whether or not we participate. Um, I think we are still fairly undecided whether this is a decision that we're willing to make at this point but maybe let's let the the rest of the clan members decide as well let's see if what they think of us he says um i uh he says i appreciate that uh you recognize that it is ultimately my decision because in fact it is if i say that you will not participate then you will not participate he says, um, we are a 
communal society in many ways. However, in matters of leadership and in these rare and exceedingly important times that we hold these trials, the decisions regarding who participates, the structure and rules of the trials themselves, and the execution of the trials is left to one kobold alone, and that kobold is currently me. He says, you may, of course, speak with other members of the tribe and see how they feel about your participation to inform your decision, but my decision will be mine alone. There is much that I must think on. Uh, but again, I would, I would have, I would hear from each of you about your thoughts, if you have any, on whether or not you would like to participate in the trials. Flick will say, I would like to help however I can. Okay. He nods. Zara feels that, like, Arx has been a lovely host to us and a, a friend. And while, like, I know that we're all very concerned about his worries and all that, I'm interested in the trials just to kind of test my own strength and my own mental capacities and my own, like, just me and us as a group of people that don't really know each other very well. The idea of leadership is a little bit kind of standoffish about, a little concerned about. But at the same time, if it comes down to having an arrogant jerk as a leader, I feel that almost an outsider might be a better idea, or at least be able to guide the clan into a better leadership position in the long run. Um, he he sort of he looks thoughtful at your answer, Bizdira, and he says, um, "I do not, I do not know the four of you well, and I." mean to cast no dispersions uh, or assume anything about your character but I would caution you to not toy with my tribe's destiny simply as a test of your own prowess no and that's why I'm I'm interested but I'm I wouldn't want to take on these trials if I didn't feel that the leadership is something that we would be worthy of as much as I would like to do the trials just to test my own strengths I know that this is more important than that. Hmm. So even if you do not allow us to participate or if we decide against participating, I would love to be able to be a spectator to the trials. He says um, that, of course, goes with the status of honored guests in the tribes. If you are not participating, you will, of course, be invited uh, to observe the trials. Great. He says, um, Briathos, Kit? Um Kit echoes both of the sentiments. Mm -hmm. Did I say that word right? Guys, I'm exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Expressed by Flick and Bizdira. And she goes back to the idea that Flick put forward of wanting to help Mm -hmm. and says, ultimately, she wants to do whatever whatever the group can do to help, but, but is not yet convinced that the best thing to do to help would be to lead a group of people in a world that they are not familiar with, with the customs they are not familiar with. Sure. Um, so she is very undecided. And he nods and he says, uh, um, uh, he just he just sort of nods and looks thoughtful. Uh, Priathos? I agree. Um, again, along the lines of wanting to help and all of the things that we've already gone through. Um, I don't know that I feel educated enough 
with this world and all of the things outside of the kobolds um, to know that we would be good leaders or who they are and what they represent. So certainly spending time with them, I think, would be helpful for that. Um, potentially getting more information about this, what we just learned was an island. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, my biggest concern is that we're not really sure why we were sent here, how we were sent here. And my concern is that if we do decide to do this and we end up being the leaders, what happens if we're taken away? I think Flick will also chime in and say, I think that's where we need your help. He says, um, it is an interesting question. He says, I would have to uh, look back and do a bit of research myself. But if I remember correctly, there was one time where the trials selected a leader for the tribe. And the leader, I, I don't remember the circumstances, and I don't remember whether or whether the leader chose to leave or was taken away or was killed in battle. But for whatever reason, uh, a leader was chosen, and then a sort of grand vizier, a regent, was appointed for a time. It is unusual. It has certainly never happened in my living memory, which means it has most definitely not happened in the living memories of any of the other of my tribesmen. But it is not without precedent, I don't think. Ultimately, the dispensation of duties would be entirely up to whoever is chosen by the trials. And if it were the decision of the victor to delegate the duties of day-to-day leadership to another person or party, that would be the leader's, the chosen leader's prerogative. He says, you have given me much to think on, but at the very least, I am confident that you are every bit as good and caring and kind as Arix indicated that you were. And I know that regardless of what happens with the trials, that giving you access to the tunnels for a few 10 days was the correct choice. He says, well, If you have need of me, uh, I will be quite busy preparing for the trials themselves and looking into your question about delegation of duties. But if you have need of me, I will do my best to make myself available to you. I believe Arix and his compatriots have arranged uh, quarters for you all near to theirs. Uh, Arix will provide you with, and he sort of hesitates for a moment as if, making a decision, and he nods, and he says, Arix will provide you with a map of the tunnels. I respectfully ask that this map never leave the tunnels. If anyone outside of our people were to ever get a hold of it, it would, uh, well, it would be quite a lot of work for us to completely redo all of our defenses, and this map will not only guide you through the tunnels themselves, but will also indicate where there are defensive measures placed within the complex. So I would request that if and when you do leave us, you leave the map with us here. Of course. She, he says, uh, Arix will provide it with you, uh, will provide it to you uh, this evening when you return to him. Um, I have one more question. Um, mm-hmm. Did we, we told him about the whole Drenks situation, yeah? You told him that you met yeah. him, yeah. Drenks mentioned to us the fact that we are on an island. Can he give us more information about the island? 
Uh, he says, Dranks is one of the few of my people who have ventured far enough from the tunnels to actually appreciate the full geography of this island, of, of the Last Refuge, yes. Uh, he says, I myself, it has been many years since I went to the borders of our island. Uh, he says, um, come see me uh, over the next few ten days if you would like more information about the Last Refuge uh, and what we know of it. Uh, as I say, we have little occasion to venture far from our home, but... We have some information, uh, and it is it is our home. Okay. Cool. He says, well, if there's if there's nothing else, I will not keep you from Arix. I know he is eager to introduce you to his friends and show you around a bit, so I won't keep you any longer. Uh, expect to hear from me uh, a few days before the trials are set to begin with my decision, and I will expect yours uh, at the same time. Sounds fantastic. So he, again, sort of gets himself up from the chair, and he actually walks with you to the door and opens the door for you all. Um, what a gentleman. Well, and there's sort of clearly no, like, he's a very important figure, but there's also sort of clearly no, like, you know, deific worship of the leader. Like, he's still just a kobold. Yeah. Uh, so he doesn't have any sort of, you know, heirs or whatever beyond... No ushers or no. butlers or anything. Beyond being, like, clearly the oldest kobold by... A fair margin. Right. Um, okay. So you all uh, you all head out, and Arix is is right outside waiting for you all. And uh, he takes you back to uh, to his friends to the little gathering chamber of the thoughtful three and Meepo. <laughs> and, and who's there? All... Who's there? And they are all there, <laughs> waiting to meet you, Varn and Hawks and Meepo. Um, Meepo is, bless his cotton socks, is like, kobolds are small, and he is like, the smallest. Oh, oh my gosh, um, I, I want to go pick him up. But he, <laughs> no, I, I want I want to, I'm not going to. Oh, okay. Um, I picture, but he like, he I picture, very, go ahead. I picture us all walking in, and just like, squeeing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, he, uh, so he's, he's little. And you all sort of squee, and he goes, yeah, like in this deep basso voice, he goes, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, Nepo! Nepo! He says, you'll get over it soon enough. (laughs) And the others, like, very clearly, like, it it is not a thing to any of the rest of them, like, they don't even notice, like, it's not a thing. Um, So that's Meepo. Uh, Hawks, uh, if you can tell from anything, you can sort of tell from a kobold's voice now that you've heard males and females talk. You can sort of tell that female voices are ever so slightly higher pitched, so you're pretty sure Hawks is a girl. <laughs> um, hard to tell, but like, you're pretty sure. Uh, and then of course Varn and, and Arix, and they all greet you quite warmly. Arix clearly took some time to sort of fill them in on events, or at least his version of events, uh, while you guys were meeting with Kashak. And they all are, you know, super curious, right? Kashak seemed, Arix was, was very curious to meet you and a little bit afraid of you. Um, Dranks was just sort of standoffish from the start. Kashak didn't seem to sort of be phased, like, I, I don't know that he, you know, whether he knew you were coming or whether he knew something was going to happen or whether he's just old enough that, like, very little surprises him outwardly anymore. Um, but this group is just curious. And, you know, with varying levels of sort of, like, 
politeness and forbearance. They just pepper you guys with questions about everything under the sun. You know, Varn is particularly interested in sort of different, sort of asking you about the technology, although maybe that's not the word he uses, but the, you know, the sort of mechanical workings of things that you've seen on your world. And uh, Arix continues his line of questioning, particularly to Kit, about uh, herbs and and various potions and things like that. Hox just sort of asks you for stories uh, about where you're from. And Meepo just sort of uh, has a, he has... A very broad range of curiosities. Nepo. Yeah, so that's sort of how you spend every your first time I night hear that in name. the tunnels. I can't. Your first night in the tunnels. I have. I have to admit that uh, most of these names I pulled uh, as cobalt names from from um, Volo's Guide to Monsters. Not all of them. Some of them I came up with myself. But Meepo is actually uh, for anyone who played. Uh, the Sunless Citadel, which was the very first published adventure for third edition. Meepo is a kobold character that people fell in love with in the Sunless Citadel adventure. Uh, so I stole the name from that. So that's how you spend your first night in the Shimmer Scale Tunnels, just sort of meeting and uh, having a good old time. Arik sort of cracks out, like, presumably what is the equivalent of, like, alcoholic beverages? <laughs> Uh, he like has some little potions mm-hmm. or whatever and you all just have a, a grand old night um, and that's your first night in the tunnels so you all have about 20 days uh, you probably have about 18 days really before um, Kashak makes his decision and sends for you again so what I'd like to do is you'll essentially have about 18 we'll call it 20 days because it's really 20 days before the, the trials start um, you essentially have about 20 days of downtime that you guys can sort of do whatever you want here within the tunnels um, I suppose you could go outside of the tunnels if you needed to for some of it um, make sure and leave the map behind uh, so do you guys have ideas of what you might like to spend that time doing Does somebody have a, an idea of what you might like to do during that time uh, Flick do you have an idea well, I would ask that one of these lovely ladies, or multiple, um, teach me celestial, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, great. So, That's Flick just would like one to learn suggestion. celestial. Does one of you want to volunteer for some or all of that time to be teacher? I'll do it. Um, I was also okay. thinking of giving, like, basic draconic lessons at night for the rest of them. I'm down with okay. That. So, mm-hmm. uh, so we'll do this. Um, you and Flick will spend the majority of your days uh, working on Celestial. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you'll get 20 days of training in Celestial Kit. Uh, Flick, sorry. Uh, towards your... Tw- sorry, I was looking right at Kit as I said it. Mm-hmm. Uh, towards your uh, proficiency or towards your ability to, to speak your fluency in Celestial. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll say after 20 days, you are, you know, enough words that like you can get across very, very simple ideas. Um, but like proper grammar and sentence structure and anything, any sort of complex thoughts is still very much beyond you. Sure. Let me also, so, okay. So that's what you spend most of your days doing. I'll say that you can spend a couple of hours each night, uh, Bria, just doing some like super basic draconic lessons um but we're only going to count a quarter of the days because it's going to be very small amounts of time each day Mm -hmm. because you're really focusing on the celestial so each of the rest of you can have five days of training in draconic which at the moment is not really enough to to do more than maybe say a word or two uh with any sort of accuracy but 
uh, it's a start for sure. And there will be I the way that I have sort of things planned for the campaign, there are going to be plenty of opportunities for chunks of downtime to continue training and this sort of thing. Um, okay, so Kit and Bizdira, do you guys have ideas of what you might like to do? Uh, Kit definitely wants to spend some time with Rx, um, uh, working on the herbs and okay. the, um, you know, the mushrooms and stuff that we collected and learning about, um, the plant life in this world. So Great. she wants to be Rx's little helper. Great. Um, I love that. So 20 days, um, you're going to, uh, spend studying with him and learning. We'll say that, um, this is sort of mechanically for me because I was setting DCs for you when you made nature checks for things that were foreign to you that were not similar to things in, in the Forgotten Realms. I was setting the DCs higher, so I'll reset those to all be the same now. Cool. So you're more familiar with those things. And we'll also, and you and I can decide, uh, you don't have to decide right now, but we'll pick a pretty simple um, either uh, herbal potion or a poison or antitoxin or, or some type of alchemical herbal mixture that you learn to make. Awesome. Um, and you and I will will decide because I'm not sure what that is yet and we'll Great. figure it out. Great. Bizdira? Uh, Basira would like to help the um, the group, the Cobalt group, mm-hmm. as far as like buffing up on their combat skills. Okay, do you mean the the thoughtful three and Meepo, or do you mean yes. all Cobalts? Oh, okay, thoughtful three and Meepo. Hilarious. Um, so I like especially Meepo. I want to spar Meepo. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so, Amazing. You know, I okay. offer that to them to be like, hey, I can teach you how to kick punch a little. <laughs> okay. Um, so 20 days is not a ton of training, but it no, certainly but is it's... something. So what I'll do is I will give each of them in the trials any time that any of them have to make uh, sort of combat roles or physical roles. Uh, I will give them uh, a plus one to their because they, they certainly don't have proficiency or anything like that. But I'll, yeah. I'll give them a plus one to their basic roles yeah. uh, after training with you. Mm-hmm. Is there anything... So those are your main sort of occupations for the 20 days. Is there anything else that anyone would like to spend some time doing? I have... A, I don't really care who does them, but I think that we should okay. definitely get more information about the tribe and the place that we're at. That's um, exactly what I was going to say, and too. And then to talk to Kashak, because obviously that history is really important. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's sort of an easy thing that I'll say, like, you all can sort of strategically plan, like, dinners to have, you know, dinner table conversations with the Thoughtful Three and Meepo, and occasionally with Kashak when he's able to entertain you for dinner, and just sort of having, like I said, dinner table conversation about The Last Refuge. Great. So, Bizdira and Bria, since both of your main activities for uh, the downtime period don't give you guys any actual uh, mechanical benefits, you can each have a point of inspiration. Thanks. You're welcome. Selflessness pays sometimes. Um, you know. And, and I, will, uh, I will let you all know at the beginning of our next session what it is that you have learned from the Thoughtful Three and Meepo and Kashak about... Uh, the kobolds and about the last refuge. What a ladder hanger you're leaving us on. A ladder. <laughs> That's what we're going to call it now. Um, in fact, I am leaving you there because I think <laughs> that's where we're going to end it for this week. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out more about this mysterious land that our adventures have spent the last nine episodes in without knowing anything about it. 
If you enjoyed your listening experience, it would be superb if you could leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you download your podcasts from. The more five-star ratings and reviews we get, the better our placement on those sites, and the better our placement, the more people will get to listen. In fact, here is a five-star review that we have received on iTunes. DDSMF119. You just smacked your hand on the keyboard when you chose that name, didn't you? (laughs) Uh, DDSMF119 says, Scratches that campaign itch. The Last Refuge is a lot... You should get that checked out by doctor. The Last Refuge is a lot of fun and an excellent way to satisfy that D&D itch for those of us who are too busy to play. Characters and DM are very good. Check it out. Thanks, DDS... Oh, you know... Thank you <laughs> yes, very much. Thank you so you. much. Um, I really want to know what it stands for. Thanks, uh, Keyboard Mash. Th- yeah. <laughs> thank you very much for your review, and I hope you get to play some more sometime soon. Make some time. Treat yourself. Um... <laughs> We do have another right. uh, review that I like to, to read uh, from Four Decade D&D Player. Yeah, that's specific. Who says, uh, that opening was awesome. We've had this review uh, in the bank for a while now, so... Uh, he clearly had just listened to the opening uh, episode when he did this. That opening was awesome. Love the dynamics between DM Jazzy Hands and the players. The sound effects reminded me of the radio plays of the 30s and 40s. Well, thanks. We're, we are still looking at uh, figuring out how we can integrate sound effects and background music and things like that more into the episode. So stay tuned for that. Uh, do remember that you can reach out to us on Twitter at at DND Last Refuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. Or you can email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. We would love to hear from all of you, so drop us a line. We also have a website with character and player bios and other cool stuff. That address is www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupf, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Desira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. Happy gaming, y'all.